0: living in the revelation flow of the kingdom age the kingdom age is at hand and it is upon you now for some it is a joy the delight of your heart the very thing that you've always searched for hoped for and longed for but for the wicked it is a day of destruction, a day of vengeance. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and I will repay. It's a time of sanctification, purification. The enemy is dishing out all that he has in his most subtle and crafty ways that still elutes eludes the eyes even of the elect to this moment, but the elect are breaking through and breaking free. Even at the sound of my voice, I can see the angels being released on high, warring angels to the body of Christ. The time is at hand. Awake and arise, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is shining upon you from Mount Zion. You who know the Godhead three and one within your own spirit from this day forward, you will never again fear bewitchment because you have come to understand, not by power, not by might, but by the Holy Spirit The design of his creation to understand that the creator has given dominion unto mankind, to man in the earth, and his light shines within you. And as the darkness is being cleared out of your soul, as the body of Christ, the shadows are disappearing even now while the shadows and the turning are disappearing in the light of the Elect One, the Anointed One, Jesus Christ. And you understand that the reason you can see stars in the sky and the heavens above is the light of the Creator, the source of all things who lives within you, projection of this matrix of an earth that we live in is experienced through your senses as a gift from the Almighty God. And everything that is projected and formed in this world all around you, what you see, what you feel, what you experience, in the visible and in the invisible realm around you is affected and influenced by the God that you currently serve whose bread and whose cup you eat and drink from. One is bondage, one is freedom, one is death and one is life. Choose this day whom you will serve and let the sun of righteousness rise with his healing in his beams, in his wings within you. And so you can confidently look up and lift your head To the heavens through the lightning pathway of God and raise your hands and worship to God because you're not bewitched the kingdom of heaven is within you and now you understand the design of the creation all around you that comes from within he is within you and all around you and so from here on out you will no longer fear bewitchment but you will fear the Lord your God In the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Rise as a weapon of destruction. Your true calling. Pause and calmly, humbly rest and arise. Awake and arise as a weapon of destruction. For the Almighty God, the White Sun, the son of righteousness say to the body of believers now the sound of my voice your sins are forgiven go and sin no more be restored today from whatever place that you've fallen from any place that you've fallen from grace Be restored at the sound of my voice. Be forgiven, be healed. It's a new season. There's a time and a transition happening in the spirit, in the spiritual realm right now. So lay hold of it by faith. Boldly approach his throne. Mercy. Boldly approach his throne for grace in your time of need. And it's our time of need for full deliverance and salvation. Forgive those who have sinned against you, and let your sins be forgiven you now. We worship you, Heavenly Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Lord your God is one. The seven interior castles of Enoch. Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalalel, the son of Kenan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam. But let's take a quick stop and look at the son of Enoch, Methuselah, who lived longer than anyone. Methuselah, his name meaning when... He dies, there shall be an emission. The son of Enoch, the grandfather of Noah, lived longer than anyone else, to 969 years. Methuselah, meaning literally, a man of the dart. A man of the dart. This is a word for someone who enjoys playing darts right now. Yelanda Nigara. There's a reason why you do the things in your life that you do. Somebody might pick up darts today. But the shield of faith, freshly oiled, now at the sound of my voice will quench every fiery dart of the evil one. The sons of the false Enoch, in the lineage of Cain, The satanic order of the priesthood of Melchizedek, the fiery darts, the wicked sons of Satan. Their arrows be quenched by the freshly oiled shield of faith. The sun and the shield. The sun is a sword and a shield. Root word etymology, Methuselah. Math. Literally, math. Men, friends, few, few in number, persons, small. Mm. Methuselah, who lived longer than anyone, the son of Enoch, true son of Enoch. Enoch, the son of Jared. A man of the dart, with few friends, man who plays darts. Celestial darts With few friends Few true friends you Do the math and there's few that are for you at times And these times From the same root word as Which means when Against when? Until when? How long? After how long, how long, when, when, Lord, how long? How long, Lord? From that word, and also from H7973. A sword, a weapon, a dart, a plant, or to put them off, a weapon, a missile, a sprout. Oh, a tender shoot. A tender shoot from the stump. No yeast in the lump. Hallelujah! The heart of David. Springing up from the heart of David. A tender shoot that becomes a weapon, a missile. Man of the dark, sword, weapon. Methuselah. The son of Enoch. The son of Jared. Methu... Sela sela almost exactly sela there at the end she lak with a hard sound at the end of it like sela she lak <laughs> the hard sound at the end of it probably the sound of the impact of the dart probably as your missile hits its mark right on the forehead of that giant to hear him crashing down at the sound of your voice, the giants falling the giants of the celestial realm and the wicked trees their sons the KJV translates Strong's H7973 in the following manner Sword, weapon, dart, plant, or to put them off. Playing darts and not having many friends, parable, sons of Enoch. Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalalel, the son of Kenan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam. The seven interior castles of Enoch. Six. Six. Oh, Enoch, the seventh from Adam. Jared is the sixth. Jared is the sixth. Jared is the sixth. Jared, a ruling, commanding, coming down. Jared, Yared, descent. Son of Mahalalel and father of Enoch. This name is supposed by Bud Budur to denote a degeneration of the human race. The first five generations being righteous, their successors not, except Enoch and Noah. The name has been identified with that of Irad. Jared, to come down. Speaking of Revelation. one of the meanings for revelation to come down from the Lord of spirits the Lord of hosts it also means to be prostrated to humble yourself this is our interpretation to humble yourself before God and receive the revelation bread that comes down from heaven the revelation light bread the flesh of Jesus that came down from heaven eat my flesh and drink my blood Jared, Yared, from the primitive root, Yarad, Yarad. To descend, literally to go downwards, conventionally to a lower region as the shore, a boundary, or the enemy, etc., figuratively, or to fall, causatively, to bring down. In all of the above applications, abundantly, bring down, carry down, cast down, fall down, get down, downward, hung down, indeed, let down. Light down, put down to cause, to let, run down, sink, subdue, take down. Jared, to go down to the well. The instance of that primitive root word in the Bible in Genesis twenty-four sixteen. That same word of this sixth mansion. The Red Castle (laughs) Renamatari Yared Yarad to go down to the well. Genesis twenty four sixteen uses this route. Before he had finished praying, Rebekah came out with a jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother, Nahor. And the damsel was very fair to look upon a virgin. Neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. She went down to the well. Jared. She went down to the well. Humility, the well of humility, and filled her pitcher and came up. And again in Genesis twenty-four forty-six, the same root word again, yarad of Jared, and she made haste. This is Rebecca. And she made haste and let down Yorad, her pitcher, from her shoulder, and said, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also, so I drink. And she made the camels drink also. Enoch, which was the son of Jared, which was the son of Mahalalel, or Malaleel, which was the son of Canaan, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. 5. Mahalalel. fifth mansion we're not quite done here yet mahalalel it's wisdom to see where you are where you've been and where we're going the word of God the lamp to our feet and the light to our path for wisdom in all directions thank you father for it thank you that you give wisdom to those who ask for it so we ask you for great wisdom in this season, in this hour, in this day, great wisdom for the body of Christ, for your leadership and for the whole body to move forward and advance rapidly today. For the champions to be arrayed in such fine armor, swords and shields, glistening in the anointing, standing up, holding up the shield of faith, defending those who are in need today. The defenders of your people rise up with courage today like never before rise up with a boldness in true righteousness today that your sins are forgiven there is no longer any accusation against you champion so stand up and decree the word of God the kingdom of Satan is crumbling and falling now the sound of our voice united together in love for the love of our Father for the love of the Son Jesus Christ for the love of his Holy Spirit within us you are the champions you are the called and chosen ones so lay aside everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance and finish the race You have need of endurance. There is bread for endurance. There is elvish Lambus bread. (laughs) That could keep a grown man going. Days on end. Celestial bread of life. Jesus Christ is the man Jesus Christ is the manna that came down from heaven. So we eat your flesh and we drink your blood. And let the shout of the archangels go forth. As the Lord comes down, with the shout of the archangels to go down. Jared. Five, mahalalel. Praise of God. Mahalalel, praise of God, the fifth mansion, the Onyx mansion. The root word etymology from Hebrew. Uh, Strong's H four one one zero Mahalal, Mahalal, praise, praise or boast, fame, praise, fame, praise. As Abraham made the name of the Lord rise into fame in his time in a way that wasn't done by anyone else in his time. So the Lord made Abraham great and mighty in the earth in his day. He sought God as his great reward and those things were added unto him. Let that be your story today. Praise, boast, fame, Praise. Praise in Proverbs twenty-seven twenty-one. The refining pot, silver, and the furnace for gold. It's the furnace for gold. Do you remember? The mansion before this one was the gold mansion. The onyx castle is the furnace for the gold mansion. The purification. All that glittering and all that gold. And now we've found ourselves in the season, in this pitch black, onyx castle, learning the difference between what is good and what is truly evil, without relying on the effects of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in the spirit of man, in the corruption of our judgment between what is good and what is evil, but relying instead on the Holy Spirit imparted to us when we were born again, At birth, we received, at our born-again salvation, we received that deposit of the tree of life, the seed. The smallest seed, that mustard seed of faith that's powerful to cast even the mountains into the sea, that as it sprouts and grows, it grows into the tallest tree. The smallest seed became the tallest tree. Black onyx castle, your furnace for gold. The refining pot of silver. Gold and silver from Valinor. Wouldn't be Thanksgiving if we didn't talk about Lord of the Rings just a little bit. Just a little bit. To his praise. Probably according to the praise of him by others which tests him the refining pot silver or the furnace for gold, and a man according to his praise, i.e., probably according to the praise of him by others, which tests him, it's a test. The test of the onyx castle is the praise from others. Perhaps, however, so let a man be to the mouth of his praise that praise him, testing the praise to determine its worth according to the measure of his boasting, or i.e., he is judged according to his success or failure in that of which he boasts. Remember, we are judged according to our words. So thank you, Father. Let our words be purified and burned up. And anything that has come to mind in the hearers of this, if there's anywhere where you have boasted, if there's anywhere we've boasted, that we've spoken, You know, in Proverbs, where it says that we should not just plan or speak our plans out loud, but instead we should just let our yes be yes or no be no, it's God who directs our steps. If you look it up in Proverbs, there are those words that warn and say, we shouldn't say, here, here, there, we'll go here, and we'll do business there, and next year we'll do this. But if the Lord is willing, by the grace of God, we'll do this or do that. And so we're changing the language, changing the verbiage. This is going to be a key for you to not have your plans destroyed by your words being judged as you speak plans for the future out loud. Where you post, where you text, where you share. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. My plan is this if the Lord allows by the grace of God this year we'll do that next year we'll do this I'll be starting a business God allows by the grace of God we'll do this we'll go here we'll do that God is changing your human nature and the words and the way that you speak that the enemy Will no longer have any authority or way to cancel or destroy your plans even the good ones and the perfect ones that come from above through the imperfections of the human nature by the fiery furnace of the fifth mansion for gold and it's a time of praise praise unto the Most High God and I speak this over you may you pass Every test of this fifth mansion that we're going through corporately, may you pass your tests. May we all pass our tests to the glory of God. Root word etymology, mahalilo. From H1984, halal, praise, glory, boast, mad, shine, foolish, fools, commended, rage, celebrate, Give marriage renowned, or to shine. Remember, the word of God is a double-edged sword, for a blessing and for a curse. Remember, the sun is the sword, and the sun is a shield. The sun is the sword, lightning sword of judgment. The revolutions of the luminaries produces the lightnings. Even the lightnings on earth come from the revolution of the luminaries. Scientists have written it, even. Lightning sword of judgment the word of God. He is the son of righteousness rising with healing in his wings and beams Lightning sword of judgment The word of God it's double-edged for a blessing or for a curse the path of the moon Which reflects the light of the Sun? light to the righteous darkness to the sinners Light to the righteous, darkness to the sinners For a blessing or for a curse For a blessing or for a curse As we read through these words from the word of God In the Hebrew roots Yeah, I gotta use those trigger words, Hebrew Roots. Say it five times, Hebrew Roots, Hebrew Roots, Hebrew Roots. I'm not afraid of Hebrew Roots. Root word etymology. I'm not afraid of studying. Because we're going in through the narrow gate of Christ within our own spirit, so I will fear no evil. I will fear no crazy, psychotic teachings online of Flat Earthers and Hebrew Roots Christians. Amen? Amen. Get all those triggers out of the way. Hallelujah. So that's why as we're reading through these words, in the root of the words, in Hebrew, you'll find that there's a positive and a negative. Because it's the sword, the sun, the lightning sword, the lightning pre- proceeding from the Sword of Judgment. Two-edged sword or a blessing or for a curse. And just like our Apostle Brandon has taught us that that wicked thing that's in the soul, it needs to be cursed and come out. We curse the spirit of sickness and disease. We curse the spirit of cancer out of you to curse all sickness and disease and trauma out from your mind, from your body, your bones, your flesh, your blood, your marrow, to be transfigured by that lightning splendor, Shekinah, glory, light, and the kavad of Jesus' blood, and the light of the luminaries through the lightning pathways through the bone star charts within you be washed and cleansed from all dust for divine transportation in Jesus name for levitation teleportation traveling in the spirit unhindered for your dreams to be heavenly visitations every single night you will be pure in heart you will see God in Jesus name speak this over you and your whole family Your children will dream dreams. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Oh yeah, the old men too. Yeah, all all the old men, be young again. All the old women, be young again. Be externally, physically young at 120, at 500, at 969, at 1,000, and beyond. At 5000 years old be young physically externally and internally in Jesus name fire fire in your life through your bones the burn up every accusation against you of the satans let the archangel fanuel be released to fend off the Satans from accusing the sons of God today. And let the seraphim fire burn up every tablet of accusation against your people, Heavenly Father. Oh yes. It's a new beginning. Praise, praise unto the Most High God. I am black, yet I am lovely, she says. His grace is enough. He is worthy to be praised. Shine. That root word also means marriage. To give, to give in marriage. To rage, to celebrate, renowned. Glory, to shine, to flash forth light. To praise, boast, be boastful. Boastful ones, boasters, to praise, or to boast, to make a boast. To be worthy of praise. To glory in. To make a fool of, to make into a fool. To act madly, to act like a madman. Write the wine of madness of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The two trees in the garden. Worship you, Father. We praise you. Praise you, Heavenly Father. Praise you, Lamb of God. Worthy one. To open the scroll and break the seal. We praise you, seven spirits of God, the anointing oil of heaven poured out. May our heads never lack fresh oil. Let your people rise today to fulfill your desire that they would come up the mountain and be made holy today. In acceleration by the keys of David, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, to the honor and the glory and the praise of your one and only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, within our spirit. Job 29.3 uses this root word, when it, namely his lamp, shone upon my head, figurative of God's favor, God's favor, when it namely his lamp shone upon my head. Lift up you ha- your heads, O ye gates. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. When in it namely his lamp shone upon my head, figurative of God's favor. From Halal mahalalel Mahalalal, the praise of God. Praise that leads to favor in this onyx castle. To be clear. We'll go in a little deeper here. To be clear, to be brilliant. Used of a clear, sharp tone or sound, Ethiopia, the women on occasions of public rejoicing are accustomed to repeat, repeat the sounds, elel, 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 Whence to make Elel is to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. To shine the lamp of his light on your head, to rejoice always in the brightness of his light. To brightness of light, to make a show, both of external appearance and of grandiloquent words, proud and insolent, foolish, double-edged sword, to glory, in God I will glory. To be praised, to be celebrated. To be foolish. To make bright or shining. Ever increasing light or fading light. To shine or to give light. To be praised, to glory, to boast oneself. To be mad, or to be foolish, like the wine of madness. The cup of demons, the cup of the black sun. Let all of the poison of the cup of the black sun come out of you right now, in Jesus' name. Let it be coughed up and out. Let it be evacuated from your body, out of your bloodstream. Every breath out, every cough, you cough out, whenever you go to the bathroom, it'll come out, it'll all come out, tonight as you sleep, it'll come out the wine of madness be removed from your system your blood be purged and cleansed as with hyssop your bones and your marrow be cleansed and purged of the black moon, the black sun and all the dark stars be annihilated out of you black moon, the black sun, The black stars, the black moon and the black sun and all their black lightnings. Be purged from within you, purged out at the sound of my voice. Let angels of deliverance come to you. Be washed, be purified in the blood, the blood of Jesus. Deliverance, celestial deliverance for the body of Christ today. Celestial deliverance for the body of Christ. Any time this is played and my voice is heard, let it be as the voice of God and not the voice of a woman. Not my words, but the words of my heavenly Father go forth today through this vessel that Christ and Him crucified resurrected, raised to life, ascended, the ascended Christ, Jesus, be glorified within us today. By his stripes that he took before the foundation of the earth, you are healed in Jesus' name. Healed in your mind, healed in your soul, healed in your blood and bones and marrow Healed in your soul and spirit. He binds up the brokenhearted. So as an act of faith, at the sound of my voice, I want you to take a deep breath in. And you're going to cough out by faith everything we just mentioned. And let those angels deliver you whether you think you need it or not. We'll do it together right now by faith. Corporately. As a body when you hear this, in Jesus' name. And be set free. Fire. Amen. That root word H1984 is also used in Job 31.26 in this text. If I beheld the sun when it shined, that word shined. Mahalalel. If I beheld the sun when it shined, or the moon walking in brightness, the Onyx Castle, and also the root H four one zero L from Mahalalel. Pronounced ale. God, godlike one, mighty one. The KJV translates Strong's H410 in the following manner: God, power, mighty, goodly, great, or on the other side, idols, Emmanuel, might, strong. God, godlike one, mighty one, mighty men, men of rank, mighty heroes, angels, God, false gods, demons, imaginations. God, the one true God, Jehovah. Mighty things in power, mighty things in nature, strength, power. Mahalalel. The fifth mansion. The praise of a godlike one with angelic power and celestial light of the luminaries, a mighty one, a hero, a superhero. Rising from the pit, hey. Eh? Rising from the blackness. And I see the sun now in the reflection, in the shape of a cross. I see the sun and the moon, hey. Eh? Mighty hero, without idolatry. Right, that's one of the root words in here, idolatry. Mahalalel, this is the true. The praise of a godlike one with angelic power and celestial light of the luminaries, a mighty one, a hero, without idolatry. The double-edged sword addresses the idolatry of the luminaries and creation and angel worship. Because the order of the stars it is written will be hidden or concealed from the wicked, from the sinners. L, ale, shortened from H three five two strength as an adjective, mighty, especially the Almighty, but also used of any deity or god, goodly, great or idle, mighty one, power, strong. Pass your tests of the luminaries like Abraham to learn in the house of righteousness. Jasher and Jubilees. Passed the test of the luminaries. Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalalel, the son of Kenan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam. Four, the fourth mansion. Why are we going backwards? Remember, as the prophet Bobby Connor has been reminding us, remind yourself of what the Lord has done. And also we have many who are in the fourth and third mansions. We move together corporately where the leadership is going and by faith through loyalty and obedience to the leaders, you're automatically covered by whatever castle they're walking in. To the measure that you stray from the leadership in disobedience, in rebellion, in disloyalty, or in betrayal, that's to the measure as the people, as they disobeyed the word of Moses that he received from God, that they wandered off into the desert, or were swallowed up with a strange fire. So there is no accusation of Moses, why is this happening to me? To the leadership, why is this happening to me? It's a matter of loyalty and obedience to the word of God through his chosen apostles and prophets. And to the measure the people followed and obeyed the chosen leader in their obedience, there was a grace covering. I've seen it many times, time and again, that people People are able by grace to walk in a greater holiness, a greater righteousness, and a greater sanctification than they even have in their own personal sanctification life. They're able to walk far beyond what they've overcome personally, simply through loyalty and obedience and humility. It gives them grace to choose their master, Jesus Christ, so that they learn sanctification while in the divine protection. That's why you stay humble, because if you go out of humility and you don't have it formed within you yet, you're under that covering, through little thoughts and little accusations and disagreements, and they just don't understand. This is just my idolatry, my demon over here. I'll hide my demon in my tent. You cannot blame Moses or what comes at you in the wilderness if there are idols being hidden in the tent out of the grumbling of the heart and the secret disobedience and you know, just all the thoughts and the accusations so to speak forgiveness and a new start over you today in Jesus name if there's any of that in the tent, let it be cast out Let the idols be torn down and even as you walk forward corporately in that corporate covering you go through that internal sanctification of your own interior castle and the bride walks through together at right? one body one spirit one God one Father and Lord of all and these are mysteries but we speak these things for your understanding and for your protection and for your benefit so that you can grow quickly without delay The fourth mansion, Canaan. Strong's H seven zero one eight in the seven interior castles of Enoch. Oh, 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 oh. the KJV translates Strong's H seven zero one eight in the following manner: Canaan, or Kenan. You see, Canaan was a word that was in the lineage of Enoch in the line of Seth all along. It was never supposed to be for the line of Cain, the murderer, who slew his brother Abel, the serpent seed line of Cain. Canaan was never supposed to be theirs. In the serpent seed line of Cain, they also have an Enoch if you look in the Bible and the genealogies. But it's not Enoch, the son of Jared. Because all the enemy does is copy off of steal, and destroy. It was never supposed to go to the seed line of Cain. But in this world, there are problems. God has a divine solution. The fourth mansion, the gold castle, Canaan. Canaan, the promised land, the land of promise. Canaan meaning possession possessed by God. Root word etymology from the same as H7064 produced Cain. Promised Garden of Righteousness in the Book of Enoch with the waters and the sweet cane. Oh yes, this is for you. Cain. Pronounced Cain, Kane, K-A-N-E, H7064 from the root word in Cainan, Keenan. In the line of Enoch, not the line of Cain, who slew his brother Abel. Pronounced Cain. Promised garden of righteousness. In the book of Enoch, with the waters and the sweet Cain. In the book of Enoch, 20, chapter 29. From there, I went to another place in the desert and I departed to the east of this mountain range. I saw trees of the field breathing fragrances of frankincense and myrrh, and their trees were like nut trees. 30 verse one. Beyond these, I departed far to the east, and I saw Another vast place Valleys of water In which were aromatic, cane-like reeds On the banks of these valleys I saw The fragrant cinnamon Before reading that part of the book I said out loud Wow, we read this part last night Cinnamon Do you smell that? and the supernatural fragrance manifested as a sign. Before we came to that part of the book, the cinnamon aroma, I could smell it physically. So when we got to the part that says after the cane-like reeds, on the banks of these valleys, I saw the fragrant cinnamon. So we both stopped and realized that that's what the fragrance was. It was a sign and a wonder last night going through this book. The Book of Enoch in the Hermenia translation. From the Fortress Press, I believe in 2001, here in Minneapolis. Fortress Press. The KJV translates Strong's H seven zero six four in the following manner Nest or room. Right that's H seven zero six four that root word etymology from Kenan from cane, pronounced cane. Aromatic cane like reeds. Or nest or a room. The nest as in a nest of the bird or cells like nests in Noah's Ark. Cells like nests in Noah's Ark. Kane, contracted from H7077, so that's 777. Nest as fixed. 777. 7077. A nest as fixed. Sometimes including the nestlings figuratively. A chamber or dwelling. A nest or a room. In my father's house are many rooms. Many mansions. Many worlds. Many worlds. In my father's house are many rooms, many mansions, many worlds. Young ones in a nest. Chambers of the Ark. Chambers of the Bridegroom. Two by two. Root word etymology, cane contracted b- from H7077, Conan Canaan. The KJV translates this in the following manner, make nest, to make a nest, to make a nest, to be nested, to make a nest as either a bird or as a viper with the serpents in the dust, or the birds of the air. Psalm 104.15 And wine that maketh glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face shine, and bread with which strengtheneth a man's heart. Psalm 104.16 We'll go through the series here through 19. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon, which she hath planted, where the birds make their nests. As for the stork, the fir trees, evergreen, are her house. The birds nest, the evergreen trees, the fir tree. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats and the rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knoweth his going down. There's the sun and the moon again. Psalm 104:19. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knoweth his going down. Cain, Kane, K-A-N-E. Temple, Kenan, the line of Enoch. Temple as secure. Home as a secure home for Israel in Psalm 84.4, figurative of a swallow, a bird. Kenan, the fourth mansion entering the bridegroom's chambers, the ark, the sun. The moon for seasons, the sun knoweth his going down, divine chariot of revelation. Knowing the times and seasons, remembering the Issachar gate, To have God and desire God as your great reward allows you to know the times and the seasons. God is your true promised land and your desire, so, He gives you celestial knowledge, understanding of the times and seasons. Beyond those who still desire things and stuff as their great reward, honor and favor and money, and influence and material wealth. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation, light to enter your being. If your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. But if your eyes are focused on money, the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place. How profound will be the darkness within you if the light of truth cannot enter? How could you worship two gods at the same time? You'll have to hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. Matthew six, twenty one through twenty four Eyes of the heart that are unclouded and clear eyes clear eyes that are not focused on money, gold, boys, women. Relationships, friendships, somebody who can understand me when I minister to them. Out of that place of woundedness and rejection, needing to feel accepted. Someone who can understand. When in reality, it's only because they haven't been around very long, so you don't have to deal with the intricacies of their problems. So they appear to the clouded eyes as more perfect and more pure through clouded eyes than those you've spent the time with day in and day out, helping them with their problems, seeing each other's weaknesses and strengths, the messiness of the daily life, the daily sacrifice. Clouded by the appearance of good in others who don't seem to have the same problems as those that you've been dealing with because you simply haven't gotten to see what is concealed of darkness that appears as light inside them until the time of light and clarity and judgment comes because as the prophet Shadrach says and he said and he teaches us gold nugget of wisdom that the Jezebels always seek to reap where they don't sow, where they haven't put the time in, where they just show up out of nowhere, they show up into your life out of nowhere, acting and pretending to be in a certain way when it's just a facade and maybe there's something true and genuine in them in their soul that's still seeking God. With the appearance of all humility, with the appearance of wisdom, the appearance of understanding everything that's being taught and preached in season. But there's no time, there's no sacrifice. They haven't withstood the testing and the trials and the fire. They haven't been there in the foxhole with you. Hey, at the flash bangs of the grenades and the celestial warfare, Value those who walk through thin and thick, through darkness and through light, and all that you go through. Who remain loyal and faithful, despite having problems. Who continue to repent. You continue to forgive them. And not everything is as it appears as you move from mansion to mansion. Each one requires a greater light, a greater understanding, and a greater discernment by the grace of God will walk in it in Jesus' name. The focus of the internal eyes on money actually clouds spiritual vision. This keeps revelation light or knowledge from entering the body, causing people to perish for lack of revelation, knowledge, spiritual vision. The eye of the lamp... The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is sound, your entire body will be full of light. But if your eye is unsound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the very light in your conscience is darkened, How dense is that darkness? The fourth castle, the golden castle, the sacrifice of the gold of this world for the golden mansion, glittering glory. And we reflect on what God has done, and we learn from everything we've walked through in the past that by the grace of God, we hold tight to those victories, We remember God for what he's done. We praise him, and by his grace, we don't make any of the repeat mistakes so that we don't fall from grace, in Jesus' name. Dan and Issachar. If you remember that critical season when we spoke of Dan and Issachar, Issachar, knowing the times and the seasons, how the Word and the Spirit, yes, divine instructions, where that even the smallest act of service becomes a great joy when God is our reward. Indescribable inheritance full of blessing, union with Christ. Golden Mansion, Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalalel, the son of Kenan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam. seven, Enoch, six, Jared, five, Mahalalel, four, Kenan, three, Enosh, two, Seth, one, Adam. Makuritanain. 3. Enosh, the third mansion. Enosh in whose days the glory departed. The idolatry of the generation of Enosh caused the Lord to remove his visible Shekinah from the earth dimension. Seraphiel, prince of the Seraphim, and Othanael, prince of the Ophanim, are here with fire to burn our souls with the true passion, fire of holy love that incinerates to raise the standard and flood the earth as the days of Noah. The destruction of idolatry from the burning of our blood in the highest heavens in er- in the Araboth, the seventh heaven, is the restoration of the Shekinah. Holy light to the earth dimension. To return the glory, the Shekinah glory. First it happens internally. Enosh, in whose days the glory departed, the reverse of the curse, the return of the glory, realizing the glory within. Enosh Strong's H583, Enos, meaning man. A man. A man, but only in poetic language, is rarely used as a singular in sense. Generally, it means a collection of the whole human race. In one passage, it applies to Christ solely. Especially, it is a multitude or the common people. Common writing, common letters, are uh, not those artificially formed, so as to be easily read by the illiterate. It can also mean the wicked men. There's also a reference here to the apostle. In whose writings opposes God to man. Enosh, the son of Seth, the grandson of Adam. Mankind, Enosh. And Seth lived an hundred and five years and begat Enos. In some translations, you'll see it spelled E-N-O-S-H, or in other ones, E-N-O-S, it is H583. And Seth lived after he begat Enos eight hundred and seven years and begat sons and daughters. He begat sons and daughters. He lived after he begat Enosh eight hundred and seven years. eight hundred and seven years written out separately was highlighted the number eight is chet the eighth letter of the Hebrew alphabet meaning life eight hundred and seven years let these words just go into your spirit and cut through your spirit understands the eighth letter of the Aleph base is the Chez. the Chet, the Ches. According to, Arizel is a fusion of two letters, the Vav and the Zayin. On top of the Vav and Zayin, is Chetotres, the bridge that unites the two. In essence, the Vav represents the male principle, the husband. Zayin represents the female principle, the wife. The bridge that links them is God. In this writing, there's a verse. The woman is the valor of the crown of her husband. As the Zion, the crown signifies the position of the woman of valor, safeguarding the man. The design of the Ches is representative of another type of bridge. It is the relationship between Vav, man, and Zion, woman, it is to be complete. The two are united beneath a chupa, or a marriage canopy. The form of the chess looks like a marriage canopy. The word chupa even begins with ches, for the word chupa, I know I'm sp- pronouncing these wrong, but it doesn't matter because it's for your spirit. Retanai. When you're studying these things in the mystic realms, there is a level of academics that you go into and you look at the details, but you only look at what's highlighted. And you go in with just enough of the nonsense, the foolishness of God, and just enough of the literacy and just enough of the research that as a spirit pulls back the veil, you rest in the mystery of it and he starts to unveil the picture to you. So instead of getting caught up in all the little details you're studying in your brain, trying to figure it out, you go where the Holy Ghost highlights are as we practice and if you need to practice, we have a video, Uh, I just did a video, you can check it out, maybe someone can leave the link, or you can click on subscribe and check out the playlist, check out the Rebecca playlist. And one of the recent videos, we did Holy Ghost highlights, and in that video, we do it together, you can learn how to study in the Holy Ghost, and be led by the Holy Spirit, so you can study at home, and you can do it on your own, and it'll help you to go through these things so you're not caught up in the details. But you're led into the correct details and you get that picture and that vision of what the Spirit is doing within you for the body of Christ and in the world and in the celestial realm, in the heavens and on the earth. Divine wisdom. The canopy, like a marriage canopy, the word chupa even begins with chess, for the word chupa means chess, po, chess, God, man, and woman. Is here. It is the heart of marriage. Man and woman are truly united only when they are joined beneath the chupa with the third partner, which is God. The Talmud tells us that if a man and woman Ish-vesha, are meritorious, meritorious, deserving meritorious, deserving reward or praise as a medal for meritorious conduct. If a man or if a man and a woman in marriage are meritorious, the divine presence will rest between them, right? Male and female. Restored to that cherubim nature, one man and one woman in holy union and holy matrimony symbolic of Christ and the bride the divine presence, the Ark of the Covenant resting between the covering cherubim wings on the tree of life in the temple of God when the tree is transplanted to the holy place there you'll see the new Ark of the New Covenant and the cherubim covering it's the seed type, it's the pattern, the design that's in the seed. In nature, the parable you can see is the seed. Whatever is grown in nature, in that seed, it grows according to that type. And that seed produces trees, produces plants, produces seedlings after its own kind, in that same pattern, in that same design, and it goes throughout all creation. The old temple was a type and a shadow for wisdom. It's about the healing of the earth through the earthen vessel, man and woman. Male and female, he created them. Woman was taken out of man, and she could be taken out of man. The two become one, because the two were originally one. Eight hundred and seven years. Eight hundred. The numeral is Chet. The cardinal, how it's said is Shmoni Let's butcher these Hebrew words now Just make everyone with a doctorate cringe Because we don't care Shmoni 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 S-H-M-O-N-E Space M-E-O-T And then you can kindly ask Google how to pronounce it If you feel like it Chet, the letter Chet is equal to the number 8 Monet, so that's 800 when you put those two together the number eight is referred to as the letter of life the number eight signifies the eight days of the festival of Hanukkah, the festival of lights oh yes you remember light the menorah lamp The Festival of Lights. Have a nice picture there for you. Enosh Mankind. Who lived eight hundred and seven. Eight hundred and seven. Eight hundred and seven. Eight hundred, the letter? Eight. A hundredfold of eight. Life. And some. And some. A hundredfold. A hundredfold of eight is eight hundred, a hundredfold of the letter of life, signifying the eight days of the festival of Hanukkah, the festival of lights. Mm. So interesting, we just have to take a look. Okay, are you ready? We're talking about Enosh. We just need about five more hours to talk about all this. I <laughs> could do this all day. Enosh. All right. Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalalo. Jared Enoch okay so I'm going to just type some of these things in here and let's just do it together and it'll the revelation will flow He lived eight hundred and seven. The number eight is referred to as the letter of life. The number eight signifies the eight days of the festival of Hanukkah, the festival of lights. That's the lighting of the menorah lamp. Just let it sink in, don't let it hurt your brain too much. All these words at the sound of my voice are going into your spirit. Your mind be renewed, your heart be pierced through by divine. Love, the lightning judgment sword that came out of the Father's mouth, Jesus Christ, the seven spirits of God, poured out, Enosh, mankind, pour out my spirit on all flesh, declares the Lord. Enosh, mankind, collective. He lived 807, eight, a hundredfold of the letter of life, 800, the letter of life the festival of lights, the lighting of the menorah lamp. Remember John 1, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. The menorah lamp, the festival of the seven spirits of God. Enosh. The spirit of man rejoices in the festival of the seven spirits of God, the light of men, the spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, poured out on all flesh. And many of you who will be watching this in your own internal journey toward the sun. This is where you're at. You're not quite in the sun yet, but you want to make the jump. You're together with us collectively in the onyx mansion headed to the red mansion. It's by grace. It's through loyalty, through fealty, through your piety, through obedience. So you have that collective. So we have that collective that we're doing together in those mansions but individually in your own interior castles, Be right because we also have this individual journey we're taking. We're taking the whole body corporately and then you have your own interior ephod, priesthood. So you're not quite up in the sun. There's a part of you by faith. You're seated in the heavenly realms in your spirit. But there are are those layers and those parts of you that are getting ready to ascend and arise. And you've been loyal, you've been obedient, so you taste of the further mansions because of the pioneers who've gone ahead of you by grace. Because this is, a ho- this is a household of lightning. Whatever the leaders do as you're engrafted in, you benefit from all of it and you're there in spirit by grace through faith. But we want to get the rest of you in your own interior castle journey into the sun. Some of you have gotten a word that you're going to be stepping into the sun in the coming days and seasons and months. So we want to quicken that for you as quickly as possible without delay. Enosh, mankind, he poured his spirit out on all flesh. Festival of Lights, the seven spirits of God. Eight hundred and seven, eight hundred. Somebody's gonna get this today. Why are you repeating it? I'm gonna repeat it until you get it. The letter Chet, eight, is referred to as the letter of life, the seed of the tree of life, the deposit eternity. In your heart, he has hidden eternity in the human heart. It signifies the eight days of the festival of Hanukkah. It's this heart circumcision, heart circumcised enough for you to go into the sun. What about the seven? Enosh 807. Eight hundred and seven years that he lived. Of eight, which is the letter of life. Divine math, okay? Eight hundred, which is... Eight. The number of life, eternity hidden within the human heart, the seed of the deposit, the God's sperm, genetics, the Holy Spirit, the Festival of Lights, the menorah lamp, seven spirits of God burning through your spirit that's now starting to burn up through your heart. It's piercing for that heart circumcision for you to go into the sun. A hundredfold, that's the hundredfold realm here under the sun. 30, some 30, 60, and 100. Well, what's the seven? That 100 fold, that eighth day circumcision, one, two, three, Adam, Seth, Enosh. Here's your 100 fold, the 800. And seven, which is one, let's count the lines, one, two, three, four, five, Six. Seven. Up to this borderline here. There's a mystery for you. So from this third mansion, right, first mansion, second mansion, third mansion, right, you enter the first, you come into salvation, you go through your first castle. The second castle, the third castle. Those of you who are walking in your own interior castle in the third one, you're about to come into the sun. Maybe in the coming days, the coming months, in the coming year. Purify your hearts. Sanctification angels. And we have a word here. This will be to help you. We'll keep this as a visual aid. And let's take let's get a word here from Teresa of Avila on this third mansion of Enoch. These will be words to help you go higher and if you've gone through this one remember it's not just not for you. There's great wisdom that's coming to you in the coming days. That promise in the book of Enoch of great wisdom. It's also in dealing with where we've walked through. And as you help others to walk through What you've walked through more will be added to you so let's direct our heart and our minds in that place because we it's more blessed to give than to receive so as we help them come up here as you help them come up here even just by getting the revelation because once it's in your spirit BAM now you have revelation from what you've walked through that will become great wisdom to help others and that's your crown of glory is your sons and daughters, the people that you helped to raise up, your brothers and sisters, for eternal rewards to you. Amen. Teresa Vivila on the third mansion, Enosh, the 100-fold under the sun. Treats of the insecurity from which we cannot escape this life of exile, however lofty a state we may reach, and of how good it is for us to walk in fear, to walk in fear the fear of the Lord. This chapter contains several good points. To those who by the mercy of God have overcome in these combats, and by dint of perseverance have entered the third mansions What shall we say but, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. For unless he turns back, he is, so far as we can tell, on the straight road to salvation. Here, sisters, you will see the importance of having overcome in your past battles. For I am convinced that the Lord never fails to give a person who does this security of conscience which is no small blessing. I say security, but that is the wrong word, for there is no security in this life. So whenever I use it, you must understand the words, unless he strays from the path on which he has set out. To which she also warns in this mansion, but of one thing I must warn you. Third mansion, people getting ready to go into the sun. But of one thing I must warn you. Although you are in this order, and have such a mother, do not be too sure of yourselves. For David was a very holy man, yet you know what Solomon became. But of one thing I must warn you. Although you are in this order, the order of Melchizedek, and have such a mother, do not be too sure of yourselves. For David was a very holy man, yet you know what Solomon became. Nor must you set store by the fact that you are cloistered and lead lives of penitence. Nor must you become confident because you are always talking about God, continually engaging in prayer, withdrawing yourselves completely from the things of this world, and to the best of your belief, abhorring them, which means hating them. All that is good, but as I have said, it is not enough to justify us in laying aside our fears. So you must repeat this verse, and often bear it in mind. Butes vir qui timet dominium, dominum, which means, blessed is the man who fears the Lord. You must repeat this verse, and often bear it in mind. Blessed is the man or woman who fears the Lord. Walking in the fear of the Lord, the third castle. Teresa of Avila speaks on this chapter in this mansion. There are many such souls in the world. They are most desirous not to offend His Majesty. They avoid committing even venial sins. They love doing penitence. They spend hours in recollection. They use their time well they practice works of charity toward their neighbors, and they are very careful of their speech and dress, and in the government of their household if they have one. <laughs> Alright. Let's take just a quick Selah, let these words sink in. I'm going to put the title screen on for just a moment. Just take a moment and relax. I'm going to grab a fresh beverage. This is a lot of material we're covering here tonight, so just let it sink in and then I'll be right back and we'll keep going. right and we're back you guys doing good so far if you want to take notes that's good but don't worry too much about notes especially on the first run through maybe just jot down something if you want to look it up later but I would encourage you to just let it sink in soak into your spirit and let the word do its work then if you want to go back again through it and pause and fast forward and take notes, detailed notes, there is some benefit there. And also, I want to put this out here too, if you're one of our monthly partners, if you're signed up as a partner, a financial partner for Red Letter Ministries, if you really want uh, the notes. If you're um, if you're a regular partner with us just shoot me an email I can send you some of the notes If that will help you I'm happy to do that as a gift for our partners just let me know. I'm more than happy to do that for you Grandma. Teresa of Avila, on this chapter in the mansion. They are very careful in their speech and dress, and in the government of their household, Third Mansion. If they have one. This is certainly a desirable state, and there seems no reason why they should be denied entrance to the very last of the mansions nor will the Lord deny them this if they desire it. For their disposition is such that he will grant them any favor, O Jesus. How could anyone ever say that he has no desire for such a wonderful thing? Especially when he has got over the most troublesome stages leading to it. Surely no one could do so. We all say we desire it, But if the Lord is to take complete possession of the soul. Mm. Complete possession. Possession. You remember we were talking about Kenan earlier. That's possession, possessed by God. Hmm. Let's go ahead and fill that in on the chart here so it'll make a little more sense when you look at it. So as we're reading here, in Teresa of Avila, on the third mansion, Enosh, we all say we desire it, she's talking about making it to the final mansion, but if the Lord is to take complete possession of the soul, complete possession, remember we saw that was Keenan, that's the next mansion, so as she's speaking into that third mansion, she's calling forth the things of the fourth mansion. And there's the mystery of mansions. Complete possession of the soul, more than that is necessary. But if mm, we all say we desire it, the final mansion, but if the Lord is to take complete possession of the soul, more than that is necessary. Words are not enough, any more than they were for the young man when the Lord told him what, he, what to do if he wished to be perfect. Ever since I began to speak of these mansions, I have had that young man in mind for we are exactly like him. And this as a rule is the origin of our long periods of aridity, which means dryness, in prayer. Although these have other sources as well, I am saying nothing here of interior trials, which vex many good souls to an intolerable degree, and through no fault of their own, but from which the Lord always rescues them to their great profit, as he does also to those as he does also those who suffer from melancholy and other infirmities in all things we must leave out of account the judgments of God personally I think that what I have said is the most usual thing this is continuing on in Teresa Avila on the third mansion these souls know that nothing would induce them to commit a sin. Many of them would not intentionally commit even a venial sin, even a small sin. And they make good use of their lives and their possessions, so they cannot be patient when the door is closed to them and they are unable to enter the presence of the king, whose vassals they consider themselves. And in fact, they are. Yet even on earth on earth right under the sun a king may have many vassals and they do not all get so far as to enter his chamber does that ring a bell the bridegroom's chambers on earth under the earth third mansion the bridegroom's chamber is the sun it's written if you don't know that verse you can look it up the bridegroom's chambers, the sun, the sun of righteousness. The sun through the vaults of the sky like a bridegroom from his chambers. So these souls in the third mansion know that nothing would induce them to commit a sin, and many of them would not intentionally commit even a venial sin. And they make good use of their lives and their possessions, so they cannot be patient when the door is closed to them and they are unable to enter the presence of the king, whose vassals they consider themselves, and in fact are, yet even on earth, a king may have many vassals and they do not all get so far as to enter his chamber. Enter then within yourselves, my daughters, and get right away from your own trifling good works For these you are bound, as Christians to perform, and indeed many more. It will be enough for you that you are vassals of God. Do not try to get so much that you achieve nothing. Get right away from your own trifling good works. Do not try to get so much that you achieve nothing. And everyone who's gone beyond these mansions, go ahead and just take a hit of that. Inhale that word. Because be careful that we stand lest we fall in any judgment of others. But have mercy and compassion on the people who are rising. Look at the saints who have entered the king's chamber, which means the, the sun, entered the sun. Look at the saints who have entered the king's chamber and you will see the difference between them and ourselves. Do not ask for what you have not deserved, for we have offended God, and however faithfully we serve him, it should never enter our heads that we can deserve anything. Oh, humility, humility. I do not know why I have this temptation, but whenever I hear people making so much of their times, of aridity or their times of dryness. I cannot help thinking that they are somewhat lacking in it. I am not, of course, referring to the great interior trials of which I have spoken, for they amount to much more than a lack of devotion. Let us test ourselves, my sisters, or allow the Lord to test us, for he knows well how to do it, although we often refuse to understand him. And now, let us return to these carefully ordered souls, and consider what they do for God, and we shall see—we shall then see how wrong we are to complain of his majesty. For if when he tells us what we must do in order to be perfect, we turn our backs upon him and go away sorrowfully, like the young man in the gospel, what do you expect his majesty to do? For the reward which he is to give us most must of necessity be proportionate with the love which we bear him and this love daughters must not be wrought in our imagination but must be proved by works yet do not suppose God has any need of our works what he needs is the resoluteness of our will May the resoluteness of your will be to do the works of the father of excellence and enter the bridegroom's chambers, the true one of the white sun, not the false one, in the false love interpretation of song of songs and the black sun's bridegroom chambers of going into union with everybody and their brother and sister, in false love, in Satan, Pan, and Moloch. Be loose. In Jesus' name. Continuing on in the passage here. It may seem to us that we have done everything, we who wear the religious habit, having taken it of our own will and left all the things of the world and all that we had for his sake. For although like Saint Peter, we may have left only our nuts, yet he esteems a person who gives all that he has as one who gives in fullest measure. This is a very good beginning, and if we persevere in it instead of going back, even if only in desire to consort with the reptiles in the first rooms, there is no doubt that by persevering in this detachment and abandonment of everything, we shall obtain our object but it must be on this condition. And note that I am warning you of this, that we consider ourselves unprofitable servants, as we are told either by St. Paul or by Christ. And realize that we have in no way obliged our Lord to grant us such favors, but rather that the more we have received of him, the more deeply do we remain in his debt. What can we do for so generous a God who died for us and created us and gives us being without counting ourselves fortunate and being able to repay him something of what we owe him for the way he has served us? Say And here we have a quote from Dr. Brian Simmons, the author of the Passion Translation, and the meaning of these names, but he goes into the ten names of the men of the line of Seth. Brian Simmons says, okay, you gotta see this. So I'm working on Genesis in the Passion Translation and I discovered something truly amazing. Notice the meaning of the ten names of the men of the wine of Seth. Adam, man. Seth, appointed. Enosh, mortality. Kenan, lament of death. Mahalalel, splendor of God. (sighs) Praise of God. And this is for you guys here. Standing on the sun, Mahalalel, splendor of God. You're up above the sun where the lightnings produced by the revolutions of the sun come out with splendor and flash of lightning. Anyway, Mahalalel, splendor of God, praise of God. Jared comes down, descends. Enoch teaches, instructs, initiates. (laughs) Right after Jared... (laughs) initiates I just splashed water all over my face that was at verse we read about Rebecca going down to the well to get that water <laughs> their initiation Amen. we receive it in this place ooh Methuselah his death will bring Lamech powerful overcoming overthrower Noah, rest and comfort. When the meanings of the ten names are joined together, it's an obvious theme hidden in the genealogy of Adam. Man is appointed to mortality and lament of death, but the splendor of God, Jesus Christ, will descend to instruct us that his death will bring the powerful overthrow of death and sin to bring us rest and comfort. So exciting. Seven, Enoch. Six, Jared. Five, Mahalalel; Four, Kenan. Three, Enosh. Two, Seth. One, Adam. And Brian talked about eight, nine, and 10. We're in the seventh day, so we're dealing with the seven. But eight, nine, and 10, think of weeks. 10,000 years of judgment. 10,000 years judgment upon the fallen ones written about in Enoch. To me, when I inquired about them, the angel said, This place is the end of heaven and earth. This has become a prison for the stars and the hosts of heaven. The stars that are rolling over in the fire, these that transgressed the command of the Lord in the beginning of their rising. For they did not come out in their appointed times. And he was angry with them and bound them until the time of the consummation of their sins 10,000 years. Adam, man, Seth, appointed, Enosh, mortality, Canaan, lament of death, Mahalo, splendor of God, praise of God, Jared, comes down, descends, Enoch, teaches, instructs, initiates, Methuselah, his death will bring, Lamech, powerful, overcoming, overthrower, Noah, rest in comfort. The apocalypse of weeks. Notice the inverse of the number corresponding to the week, corresponding to the week to the number of the castle. The apocalypse of weeks. Notice the inverse of the number corresponding to the week to the number of the castle. Let's let it sink in. The apocalypse of weeks. And Enoch, starting in 93, after this Enoch took up his discourse saying, concerning the sons of righteousness and concerning the chosen of eternity and concerning the plant of truth, these things I say to you and I make known to you my sons, I myself Enoch, the vision of heaven was shown to me and from the words of the watchers and the holy ones I have learned everything. And in the tablets I read everything and I understood. The apocalypse. And Enoch took up his discourse and said, I was born in the 7th. I was born the 7th. Rebba In the first week. I was born... The seventh in the first week and until my time righteousness endured and after me there will arise a second week in which deceit and violence will spring up in it and will be the first end and in it a man will be saved and after that at its conclusion iniquity will increase and a law will be made for sinners And after this there will arise a third week, and at its conclusion a man will be chosen as the plant of righteous judgment, and after him will go forth the plant of righteousness forever and ever. After this there will arise a fourth week, and at its conclusion visions of the holy and righteous will be seen, and a covenant for all generations, and a tabernacle will be made in it. After this there will arise a fifth week, and at its conclusion the temple Of the glorious kingdom will be built forever. After this there will arise a sixth week and those who live in it will become blind and the hearts of all will stray from wisdom and in it a man will ascend. And at its conclusion the temple of the kingdom will be burned with fire and in it the whole race of the chosen root will be dispersed. After this in the seventh week there will arise a perverse generation and many will be its deeds, and all its deeds will be perverse. And at its conclusion, the chosen will be chosen as witnesses of righteousness. From the everlasting plant of righteousness, to whom will be given sevenfold wisdom and knowledge, Note here the sevenfold wisdom and knowledge from passing through the Garden of Righteousness. The Garden of Righteousness, Cain. K-A-N-E. C-A-N-E, Cain, Sugar. Kenan. Note here the sevenfold wisdom and knowledge from passing through the Garden of Righteousness, Cain and cinnamon waters, banks and trees, passing over the chasm within and without, and the redemption of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that Adam and Eve ate from and sinned in the garden, rip fruit like the carob tree, it is written. The garden of righteousness with that sweet cane Keenan. beyond which in the next section he got to was the cinnamon that I smelled last night. Five, mahalalel. Song of songs, sun sealed in righteousness, fifth mansion. Standing on the sun, in the splendor, lightning, praise. Now able to discern between white lightning and black lightning. The humility of the burning furnace of the onyx castle to refine the gold and the silver. The fountain of righteousness and wisdom refining within you. Apples of gold, the fountain of righteousness. Surrounded by many fountains of wisdom, the apples and settings of silver, it's that silver around the apple, the righteousness, apple, the meat which is love, righteousness. True love is righteousness, the love apple of Song of Solomon, wrapped in silver and wisdom. Purified in the darkness and the blackness of the onyx castle. Black but lovely. As we were putting the pieces of a, of a tower together physically or we working on something, The blackness of the grease got all over my hands, but when I looked at my hands, I saw through the blackness on my physical hands, golden glory, gold dust, shining through. I could see the glory, the gold dust, through the blackness. And then it gets washed away by the blood. By the blood. The Red Castle. Jared. And they will uproot the foundations of violence and the structure of deceit in it to execute judgment. So that it is the seventh week, the perverse generation. In the seventh week, there will arise a perverse generation. And at its conclusion, this chosen will be chosen as witnesses of righteousness from the everlasting plant of righteousness to whom will be given sevenfold wisdom and knowledge. And they will uproot the foundations of violence and the structure of deceit in it to execute judgment. After this, there will arise an eighth week of righteousness in which a sword will be given to all the righteous to execute judgment on all the wicked. And they will be delivered into their hands, and at its conclusion, they will acquire possessions in righteousness. Note that these are the things that must be fulfilled for the total wealth transfer to happen from the wicked to the righteous. We have to teach and preach righteousness to bring our people up from the dirt into the river, to bring our people up from the dirt into the river, up the cosmic tree of life and into the Sun for them to be righteous or else there would only be a small handful of people that would even benefit from the wealth transfer because right now almost no one on earth is eligible among the believers to inherit the wealth of the wicked currently there was a huge burning fire on my shoulders as I wrote this out God wants to bless his people but, in their current standing, most will only get judged in a negative way. So he's giving his people time to learn righteousness and holiness so that they can actually be blessed when all this goes down. And at its conclusion, they will require possessions and righteousness in the temple of God, and the Great One will be built in the greatness of its glory for all generations of eternity. In this, there will arise a ninth week in which righteous law will be revealed to all the sons of the whole earth. And all the deeds of wickedness will vanish from the whole earth. It's the ninth week. Remember the ten names that Brian had posted. Wickedness will vanish from the whole earth and descend to the everlasting pit. And all humankind will look to the path of everlasting righteousness. After this, in the tenth week, the seventh part. In the tenth week, the seventh part will be the everlasting judgment. And it will be executed on the watchers, remember the 10,000 years. On the watchers of the eternal heaven. And a fixed time of the great judgment will be rendered among the holy ones. And the first heaven will pass away in it. And a new heaven will appear, and all the powers of the heavens will shine forever with sevenfold brightness. After this, that's three days from the seventh day. The sevenfold brightness of the heavens shining. After the sevenfold wisdom and knowledge is given to the holy believers on the third day from that day. And from then on, sin will never again be mentioned. Amen. <sighs> We're almost done. Just a couple minutes here. Enoch <laughs> Okay. Enoch recapitulates his revelation for who is there of all the sons of men who is able to hear the words of the Holy One and not be terrified and who is able to think his thoughts and who is there of all men who are able to look at all the works of heaven or to see a soul or a spirit and is able to tell or to ascend and see all their ends and consider them or make something like them or who is there of all men who is able to know what is the width and the length of the earth and of whom has the size of all of them been shown And who there is of all men who is able to know the length of the heavens and what is their height, and upon what are they founded, and what is the number of the stars, and where all the luminaries rest? Enoch's Instruction on the Two Ways And now I say to you, my children, love righteousness and walk in it, for the paths of righteousness are worthy of acceptance, but the paths of iniquity will be quickly destroyed and vanished. And to certain people of a generation, the paths of violence and death will be revealed. And they will keep you away from them, and they will not follow them. And now I say to you, Hey, those certain people revealed the path of death paths of death. I have a post on Facebook, you can find it. God revealed to me about the pathways of death. You can read that, follow me on Facebook, search it, it's in there, you can check it out. And to certain people of a generation the paths of violence and death will be revealed, and they will keep away from them, and they will not follow them. And now I say to you, O righteous, walk not in the paths of evil, nor in the paths of death. Humility, go below it, don't let it touch you. Approach them not, lest you be destroyed, but seek and choose for yourselves righteousness and an elect life, and walk in the paths of peace that you may live and prosper. The mansions, seven, Enoch, six, Jared, five, Mahalal, four, Kenan, Enosh, Seth, one, Adam. The seven interior castles of Enoch. Holy. So this will be your homework since we're out of time for this one. But circling back around to the one we've been in corporately as the leadership advances, the fifth mansion, the Onyx Castle. Tonight, let's take a look at some of the wisdom from Teresa Avila on her book to finish up in this mansion. It's chapter four in her book, the one that starts out with, I think you will be anxious to learn what this little dove is doing. It's a dove now. And where it is going to settle, for of course it cannot rest in spiritual consolation or in earthly pleasures. It is destined to fly higher than this and I cannot fully satisfy your anxiety until we come to the last man mansion all right we'll just fill in a couple of blanks here and that'll be it for today I can give you one last mystery before we go the holy the righteous and the elect Righteousness, you come into the sun, come up above the sun, you can test it in righteousness. You know, drive your sword to the mountain lest you fall, song of songs, prisoner of love, sun sealed in righteousness, holiness, the righteous, the holy, and the elect above the sun, the 30, 60, and 100 above the sun. The fifth, the sixth, and then the seventh mansions. The fourth, the gold mansion. The fifth, the black onyx mansion. The sixth, the red mansion. And the seventh. And that's one we'll talk about in the future. Love you guys. Be blessed. Have an amazing day. Thank you to all of our partners. Any anyway, of our partners that are signed up uh, for a monthly partnership, if you want to send me a message on Facebook or on send me an email, I'm happy to send you some notes if you need notes. Bless your giving, bless your finances. Let it come back to you sevenfold, times a hundred, times a thousand. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. Amen.